this is episode 8 of Karthik Reads. I'm Karthik and we are reading Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. I hope everyone who's tuning in is great and uh, staying safe and healthy. So let's get started. We are starting off with a chapter titled All is One. Ryan opens with a quote from Seneca, All that you behold, that which comprises both good and man. Hold up, I messed that up. Let's read that again. All that you behold, that which comprises both God and man, is one. We are parts of one great body. In this chapter, Ryan wants to talk about that we got to consider everyone or everything and everyone around us as part of something something whole. So I guess Marcus Aurelius talks about this in, this in Meditations that think of any other human being as a part of other big organism so that we all collectively form one thing. That's why everything is necessary. He gives an example of human body. If you think about we have so many parts in our human body, they are all different, but still they are necessary. So we all form, so he, what um, Ryan in this chapter wants to say is that we all form one part of big organism. We got to consider and treat other people and other things around us like that. Everything is necessary. We all form a big part of something really important. And, uh, here he says that the truly philosophical view is that not only is originality ne- necessary, but everyone is necessary. Even the people you don't like, even the one who really piss you off, even the people wasting their lives cheating or breaking the rules are part of the larger equation. We can appreciate or at least sympathize with them rather than try to fight them or change them. We can seek understanding with those who we disagree with. To understand all is to forgive all. To love all is to be peace with all, including yourself. And um, yeah, so this throughout the whole chapter, he just wants to say that peace is when we realize that victory and defeat are almost identical spots on one long spectrum. Peace is what allows us to take joy in success of others and to let them take joy in our own. Peace is what motivates a person to be good, to treat every other living thing well, because they understand that it is a way to treat themselves well. We are one big collective organism engaged in one endless project together. We are one. We are the same. Still, too often we forget it, and we forget ourselves in the process. So here he ends the second part of the book, which is Soul, and uh, as um, in every part, he concludes it with the chapter titled On to What's Next. He opens up with the Um, quote from Confucius very few go astray who comport themselves with restraint and here he wants to just he just summarizes whatever we have discussed throughout the soul part and um, gives a little bit of the introduction to the next part which is the body how do you uh, generate stillness in your life by maintaining your body and how important is it and here he says life is hard fortune is fickle we cannot afford to be weak we cannot afford to be fragile We must strengthen our bodies as a physical vessel for our minds and spirit, subject to conspicuousness of the physical world. So let's get started with the third part of the book titled Body. And he opens with a quote from Henry David, which goes, We are all sculptors and painters, and our material is our own flesh and blood and bones. He opens up with a good introduction about the domain of the body where throughout the chapter, he takes the life of Winston Churchill as an example and um, literally gives like a quick overview of his whole life and how 
his uh, dedication of maintaining his body helped in various situations and helped him cultivate stillness in every decision in every moment he went through and uh, let's read through like a little bit of uh, like little bit of the points which i really liked about throughout the story and um, churchill once said conservation of energy never stand up when you can sit down and never sit down when you can lie down that's I feel like that's like the balance he maintained between flat out work and creative and restorative leisure is worth study by anyone holding a top position. So Churchill actually attributed this to his success in life, conservation of energy. And uh, he says that Churchill's remarkable life were to aim high, to never allow mistakes or criticism, criti um, crit criticisms, what am I saying? Criticism to get you down and to waste no energy on grudges, duplicity or infighting or and to make room for joy. And throughout the chapter, Ryan talks about how Churchill was able to keep his body fit. And he just giving an introduction to just give an example of um, how taking care of your own body can actually help cultivating stillness in all parts of your life. And um, let's see what else we have here. Marcus Aurelius, he could give uh, Ryan put some Marcus Aurelius quote, which I really liked was love the discipline, you know, and let it support you. And uh, I guess um, I heard uh, I don't know where did I read it. I read it somewhere that discipline is infectious. So you maintain discipline in one part of your life, you will be able to replicate that discipline in other parts of your life. That's pretty easy. So get discipline. Like try it. Try it from the small. Try it from the smaller part of your life and just replicate it. That's easy. And uh, let's see. Throughout the whole chapter, he's talking about Churchill. I don't want to go into the details because it's like the the whole story uh, gets together. And um, Let's read this. Epicurus once said that the wise will accomplish three things in their life. Leave written works behind them, be financially prudent and provide for the future, and cherish country living. So, this is to say we will be reflective, we will be responsible and moderate, and we will find time to relax in nature. It cannot be said that Churchill did not do these things well, even granting that he did live it up, he, he did live it up when he could afford to. So, here he gives a little bit of the introduction of what chapters we're going to read. Uh, let's read through them. Rise above our physical limitations. Find hobbies that rest and replenish us. Develop a reliable and disciplined routine. Spend time getting out active outdoors. Seek out solitude and perspective. Learn to sit, to do nothing when called for. Get enough sleep and rain in our workalism. Workalism. Commit to causes bigger than ourselves. In the... Um, as they say, the body keeps score. If we don't take care of ourselves physically, if we don't align ourselves properly, it doesn't matter how strong we are mentally or spiritually. It will take our body, our habits, our actions, our rituals, our self-care to get our mind and spirit in the right place, just as it takes our mind and spirit to get our body onto the right place. It's a trinity, a holy one, each part dependent onto the others. Now let's get started with this part with the chapter titled, Say No. He opens up with a quote from the the dodging, which goes like the advantages of non-action few in the world attain these this whole chapter ryan talks about you gotta prioritize you cannot say yes to every urges and every um every possibility you have to prioritize and make a conscious decision you cannot say yes to hanging out every time and he opens up with an example of a roman uh, roman uh, general named fabius and uh, where he actually decided to not take an action, rather played the long game, patient game, and he actually won the war for Roman Empire. 
which was really interesting to know. And what he trying to say through that example was that it's not about inaction. It's about skipping the action when it's not required. You have you you should not do everything. It's not the thing. So I guess I'm going to repeat a Jordan Peterson quote here that to be something, to be someone, you not have to be a lot of things. So to do something, you have to not do a lot of things. So make a list of you what you want to do. That does also comes at a cost of not doing a lot of things. And that's important. And um, here, let's read this. So Hiroshi Arakawa was the power of reading, the power of precision, the power of the void, because that's what makes for a real pro. A truly great hitter, not just a swinger, needs quick hands and powerful hips to be sure that, but they must also possess the power of view V or non-action. View V is the ability to hold the bat back, waiting until the batter sees the perfect pitch. It's the yogi in the meditation. They are physically still so that they can be active on the mental and spiritual level. That was also Kennedy during the Cuban Missile Crisis. It might have seemed like he wasn't doing enough, that he wasn't rushing to destroy his opponent, but he was rightly carving out the space and time to think, and time and space for Russians to do the same thing. Practicing Vivi was precisely what Tiger Woods lost the ability to do as his work and sex addictions took control. A disciplined action, that's what John Cage called doing nothing. Somebody who thinks they are nothing and don't matter because they are not doing something for even a few days is depriving themselves of stillness, yes, but they are also closing themselves off from a higher plane of performance that comes out of it. What Ryan wants to say throughout the chapter is that sometimes non-action leads to great actions. It's a person who's constantly grinding. That's not wrong, but you got to realize whether it's productive or not. You got to do productive work, not just work. And uh, here he says at the end of the chapter is in every situation, ask, what is it? Why does it matter? Do I need it? Do I want it? What are the hidden costs? Will I look back from distant future and be glad I did it? Um, this relates to something else I read somewhere. It said that every pleasure comes at a cost. Are you able, are you willing to pay the price? Always think that before taking an action. What we know, when we know what to say no to, we can say yes to the things that matter. Let's move on to the next chapter titled Take a Walk. It's only ideas gained from walking that have any worth. He opens up with this quote from a name I cannot pronounce yet. I'm pretty sure. And throughout this chapter, the take a walk, I really liked the chapter. Throughout the chapter, Ryan gives examples of how all the greatest uh, great poets like William Wordsworth or great philosophers actually wanted you to go for, out for a walk because when you walk and when you are not thinking about a lot of stuff, you are actually able to instill stillness in your mind and it's also that human body is made for movement and when you're moving and when you're doing what your human body is made for it actually provides a next level like a relaxation to the brain it's 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 proven it's proven and i know ryan is a big fan of walking he goes out for runs and everything i've actually started running too not a big fan right now but i have realized that it helps me clear out my thoughts and uh, throughout the chapter runs give really good examples of uh, how people would actually go out on long walks and just to think about it like um i guess it was a carl newport's book where i read that he will uh, somebody would have a routine he would actually go out for a walk for like three hours just think about the problems he has that's like the best thinking time when you're walking because um 
walking actually releases some good um, some certain chemicals in your mind which makes you feel good but also clear uh, clarifies your thinking and the next chapter is titled build a routine he opens up with a quote from zunzi if a person puts even more measure of effort into following a ritual and standard of righteousness he will get back twice as much now i feel like build a routine this chapter is more related to building a discipline in your life and i really understand and i really appreciate the importance of discipline in li- one's life when we hear about discipline in our from a normal a layman perspective we get scared we're like oh man you have to do according to the rule and everything but the thing is um jocko willink uh next navy seal a great uh, speaker and a writer he has a book called discipline equals freedom in which he talks about how building more discipline into life actually frees up a lot of their time and that is actually true when you have a routine to fall back on it actually saves you from a lot of effort um i remember jordan peterson talking about this in a podcast that when you have a routine to fall back on no matter how hard the situations get you know something that that will always happen and it also because human brain has a limited will power and a limited thinking power core for a day right if we are spending that thinking and that will power on uh, non important decisions like what i'm going to wear or when what time i'm going to go to sleep we are actually wasting those resources we are not making the best use of them and um, in this chapter Ryan talks about that and he says that the truth is that a good routine is not only a source of great comfort and stability it's the platform from which stimulating and fulfilling work is possible ah but the greats know that complete freedom is a nightmare they know that order is prerequisite of excellence and that is an unpredictable world good habits are a safe haven of certainty and that is true like if you give full freedom to anyone nothing good comes out of it nothing good you need a certain level of discipline in your life which you follow when the body is busy with the familiar the mind can relax the monotony becomes muscle memory that is really important so when you build up a routine in your day you're following the routine every day you actually are freeing up a lot of your mental resources which can be put towards thinking and doing some good things i mean like your mind frees up and then you can think about what you actually want to do with your life because now you're not thinking about the things which do not matter like where am i going at this time what am i supposed to do right now because that's already decided you have a routine which you follow and uh, ryan throughout the chapters gives a really nice examples of how discipline has helped and he also connects this to a routine to how, you know how some athletes have a routine like some people they it's like superstitious routines before they start go to go, go out to perform or anything well that's because when they perform the routine their mind frees up their mind goes their mind is used to going into that stage where the mind doesn't have to think anymore it's because it's a routine that's why it's called a routine the purpose of ritual isn't to win the gods over to our side though that can't hurt it's to settle our bodies and our minds down when fortune is our opponent on the other side of the net and he ends the chapter with saying that a master is in control a master has a system a master turns the ordinary into the sacred and so must we let's move on to the next chapter which says get rid of the stuff he opens up with a quote by rainer maria it goes like for property is poverty and fear only to have possessed something and to have let go of it means carefree ownership throughout this whole chapter he talks about minimalism to be honest and he says about that we should own as um we should not require that many things to survive because the more things we require the more um how to say it, the more 
uh, we are becoming unstill to be on like if that's one way to say it because we are always worried about losing the stuff which we because we feel like that we won't be able to survive without it we are, be, are making it a necessity but that's not true we are forcing it our um, we are forcing it on ourselves he says if a man can reduce his needs to zero he is truly free there is nothing that can be taken from him and nothing anyone can do to hurt him and he or she can be still and um, i feel like this is, comes down to actually thinking whether you want some things or not you know you you do not want everything you do not want so just because you like it you need it that does not that that's not true that's that's just not true and um, yeah through uh, so he closes the chapter saying you were born free free of stuff free of burden but since the first time they measured your tiny body for clothes people have been foisting stuff upon you and you've been adding links to the pile of chains yourself ever since take action get out from under all of your stuff get rid of it give away what you don't need um i remember in um, seneca used to do is that he would actually um act as a poor person he was like one of the richest people in, during the roman empire and uh, what he would do is on purpose he would act poor he would wear torn clothes he would just go out it's a humbling experience to know that i can what he would do is that just to practice living without all these assets so that one day whenever he loses all these assets he won't be scared to lose them and it's also comes out to from the like i said also links to the detachment theory when you're detached from the things that you don't care about them because you don't need them you are able to actually value them properly and use them properly enjoy them properly because you're not actually enjoying the things you own if you're scared to lose them you know what i mean and um okay now let's move on to the next chapter which says seek solitude a crowded world thinks that aloneness is always loneliness and that is to seek perversion john graves i feel like um this really links to the quote that uh, all of the man's problems stem from his inability to sit alone in a room without doing anything right and uh, it throughout this whole chapter rants wants to say that seek some solitude like have some alone time you need it you need it to think through uh think through uh all the things going on in your life it's not about always to be surrounded by people you need some alone time irrespective of whether you're introvert extrovert that does not matter that's not the question here it's difficult to think clearly in rooms filled with other people it's difficult to understand yourself if you are never by yourself it's difficult to have much in the way of clarity and insight if your life is a constant party and your home is a construction site and uh, i feel like this also stems from a problem that people are scared of being by themselves because then they actually get a chance to look through their problems in their life and that scares a lot of people but the thing is that dragon of those problems is getting bigger as you ignore it you need to find solitude and sit down with yourself and know yourself what you actually want what you actually value if solitude is the school of genius as the historian edward gibbon put it then the crowded busy world is the purgatory of the idiot that was a really nice take and um, everywhere i have sought peace and not found it except in a corner with a book and here ryan talks about like where could you like um, seek solitude right and he gives an example of bill gates who has his own um, what do they call it retreat so he's just think week think week retreat he would just go for a week not have any connection but it isn't like he will just relax it's not a vacation he would actually think through complex problems because he's by there by himself and he can focus like the purpose of being alone is not to actually uh, 
just sit there it's actually to think through your own problems on yourself because no one except you knows what's the best for you no one so but how are you going to find out what's best for you unless you're going to sit down with yourselves and have a conversation think through all the things which are happening in your life right and uh, he closes with this, this paragraph let's read through it the wise and busy also learn that solitude and stillness are there in pockets if we look for them the few minutes before going on stage for a talk or sitting in your hotel room before a meeting the morning before the rest of the house wakes up or late in the evening after the world has gone to sleep grab these moments schedule them cultivate them and um, that's where we're going to end our episode 8 and i hope you guys really enjoyed it if you guys have any kind of feedback any kind of reviews please feel free to go to our website karthikreets.com and uh, i would really appreciate if you guys can just like give us a give us a review what do you guys feel like uh, what do you guys don't like uh, and um, uh, that's it that's stay safe and stay healthy guys and uh, we'll see you in the next episode bye